0: on, Eric. Spotlight's not even on over here. It's on DC right now oh, with this my issue because it's is the
1: gracious. biggest thing that happened since
0: Rebirth itself.
1: <laughs> ah, that's what you say, says you, sucker. Supposed to. Ah, uh, yes. This is the spotlight for the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, a dip your toe in sort of show that'll let you know kind of what we're all about, so that you Run come back on, there. so you can come in on our Sunday night. And listen to our big ass podcast that we have that last week uh, for our 150th show uh, was about nine and a half hours long. Yeah. Uh, and yes, so it is a long one. It is a hard one, Eric, and yeah. it is a tasty one. But uh Ooh. we like to do the spotlight. So I actually, there's a couple of reasons we do this. It's to get people a little hyped up for the podcast, obviously. But we like to have something for people to do because even though we have a long podcast, it seems that a lot of the people that we talk to have finished it up on Wednesday. Yeah. So we like to give you one book to head into the next week of books. And uh, Now, Eric, we're not as fancy – as having a full show up on Wednesday at midnight. Oh. I, 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 you know how could, how could you do that? Uh. I, I hear other people bragging about that. That is nothing to brag about in my mind, so take no. that, Eric. But this is a spotlight. Uh, and when it comes down to it, when we do have the main show, this will be on there again. So just to let you know, this is part of the main podcast as well. I will be editing this intro and outro out of it, and we will tuck it in. That first section of books, Eric, uh, that will be Forget along that. with action comics and detective comics, probably. I, this week, because of the holiday, we haven't really set up a lot of what we're going to be doing this nope. week, which also includes Reggie can't uh, do the recording of his stuff till Saturday, which kind of throws us off and things no, like that. Off. Plus, we, me, and you, me and you may be recording all our books early on Friday morning at 6 a.m. I don't uh, know, I, Eric. I this. Wish I knew this about could this. happen. It could happen, but we also have a Patreon uh, account. It's at Patreon.com. do wake up at
0: 6 o'clock when work's going on. No,
1: Patreon.com slash Weird Science. You interrupted me right in the middle of that. And if you go over there, uh, during this week, we actually did have an early access to what you're going to hear in a little bit uh, because uh, DC dropped the embargo on... Uh, Sunday night for non-spoilers, but since ours was kind of a spoiler deal, we did have as a Patreon only early access, but we were not going to keep that away from the every other person. I was going to say the The general public.
0: every other person. Every
1: other person, including Sean Hewlett, who asked me uh, just a little bit ago, a couple minutes ago as we were recording this, if we were going to be talking uh, uh, with – about this doomsday clock for the regular spotlight. I'm, I'm actually thrown off right now because usually this is going to lead in us talking. I'm kind of, you know, getting into the mood and the groove Well, we're actually just attaching a intro and outro. And for some reason it makes me think I have to do something the different. No, nah, it makes me think I have to do something different, but I do want to tell Sean, uh, thank you for All making right. me hungry for a turkey dinner cup of soup, which Would they should amazing. have. It would be really good. Uh, and the the problem is a lot of people would not like the cranberry sauce flavoring if you would throw that in. But what I think it reminds me of. I think it would ha- have a gravy flavor. Well, it would have a gravy flavor. But I would like it to be full out Willy Wonka that it's the gum as I'm chewing it. I want a oh, whole a never- meal. Oh, yeah. I,
0: what were they called? No, no it, was it's the not- it, they called it was the gum. I forget what they called the gum specifically,
1: yes. but it was the gum. I
0: never-ending gossip. I'm like, That's no, no, right.
1: no. No, because uh, Violet Beauregard was eating the, I believe, a turkey dinner. Because she's yeah. like, I can taste the hot gravy going down my throat. Oh, it's blueberry pie. What's <laughs> for dessert, baby? Yeah. Oh, I love it. The original is the only way you should go with that. Never watch <laughs> that, that Johnny Depp remake. Because I'm telling you, as Violet is eating that gum, the dad the is loving so every second of it. And he, What's for dessert, baby? <laughs> he, I love that guy. Because he, in the movie, he pretty much is a U.S. Used car salesman? Oh yeah, he's a used car salesman. He sales. plays it perfectly. It is so good. But yes, Sean, we are going to have this well, as now I the watch that. regular spotlight. I may go and watch that. But like I just said, we have a Patreon account that you can go and support us if you like, and that is at patreoncom slash science. And this week, the Patreons uh, did pick, and the badass Patreons did pick uh, the Demon Hell is Earth number one, Eric, for some, for some, some reason. crazy reason. Though we've already recorded that Uh, We liked it more than we ever thought we would because once we started talking about it, we really started to appreciate it. I thought I was going to teach you, Eric, but in fact, you taught me. But we we also have each other, Jim. Yes, we did, and we also have Nightwing: The New Order, number four. So, if you were looking forward to hearing those on the regular podcast, they will not be on that. They are on the Patreon account, and I do know that to get that level, which also includes the uh, advanced, the advanced issues of our episodes of the New Fifty Two Review. Yeah. also includes my dc news or actually comic news podcast i'm all out of it eric the comics podcast what am i saying eric Tell me. i don't
0: know what it's called the just weird the show.
1: science comic news podcast i sound like That's christine a terrible title hey hey i don't need to do anything it's not pushing anything on the out and about this is patreon baby i i could come up with the stupidest goddamn names for anything i want on there But yeah, it's a news – it's a comic news podcast that I did. I think this one ended up being about 50 minutes long, so you get that. The the $5 one, if you go and look and if you've heard us talk about the spotlights and things like that and you're like, those sons of bitches, uh, you could go. And at that $5 level, I do believe that you would get – At least five or six different shows, and usually these are a couple times a month, if not once a week. So, I I do think that if anything, that five dollar one is a pretty good bargain, though Uh, I think everyone is as well because we add more and more shows. I I just said, I think by the end of this week, we will probably have a hundred. Exclusive shows. And then that's, right. that's crazy, uh, since we started, I believe in the middle of June. So that just June, shows yeah. you, that shows you that we do put a solid effort into giving people, uh, some bang for their buck. But yes, like I said, I, I should have just read my notes. I have my notes Seriously. here and I thought I'd just start talking off the cuff. If you will, Eric, and I got all
0: jumbled. I got all jumbled up.
1: I am. I'm going to turn the seat. Now we're going to talk real with the kids. Uh, yeah. But yes, you. Uh, we'll also get the weird science comic news show. Right there. I had it there. And this weekend, the Back Issues Podcast featuring our review of Gotham by Gaslight. So if you wanted to ever hear two schmucks talking about Gotham by Gaslight, the first Elseworlds story of D.C., then go and listen to that. That'll be this weekend. A a lot of things, Eric. A lot of things. But another thing that we do have to talk about here and want to talk about is Great Shoes, Eric, because yes, they are a sponsor of ours for at least a little bit. And they want us to tell you that great shoes is brooklyn's first sneaker company and that actually shocks me though i never heard of brooklyn being a shoe company you know center of the world but you would think that you would think that somebody would go but nope they are the first of brooklyn's the first sneaker company they offer men's and women's styles they have a lot of different shoes on their website which is greats.com so go over to that website to see all their classic styles made the best for less, Eric, Boosh. and their best sellers include the all-leather Royale and the hey, lace-up Wooster slip-on. And as a little caveat, are you wearing them right now, Eric? Or, I are am you wearing, wearing them?
0: them right now, and not only that because right I had nowhere to actually go for Thanksgiving today, but I was going to go about town, and I said I went to Walmart, I went to Wawa. Yeah. I got dressed up like I was going to go out somewhere <laughs> fancy for <laughs> you Thanksgiving. You were going Fancy. And I put on my all-leather royales, and I'm telling you, they felt great, and they
1: look great. And I will tell you, if they're actually supposed to be pronounced the royal, I'm telling you that that's nonsense, because to me, they're so fancy. They are the royale, and I will tell you, I'm fully telling people – and. I hope that people do realize when we do talk about comics and we talk about what we do, uh, we we don't fake the fuck, right? Yeah. That, that's something that we really try to stress. And if you listen to our main podca- podcast especially, you realize that we do not really keep anything you know, it, it, I'll tell you some crazy stuff that happened oh, yeah. with me and my wife and my family and stuff like that. So believe me, when these came in, they did send us uh, pairs of these and they did send the Royale ones. And uh, right away, they, they they are really nice looking shoes. They I, are. I mean, they actually, I put on a pair of their shoes and immediately my wardrobe increases in fanciness by about 70 like to 80%. All of a sudden,
0: nobody would believe that you were homeless. Did no, that's before? what I'm
1: saying. Get away and, from and me. I don't have this any here. This is yet. what I want to tell you is because the last time I was in New York, I was there with uh, Tanya's Aunt Mary and they had a lot of homeless guys begging. And Aunt Mary said to me when we were there, said, listen, what you do is, the way you can tell if these guys are real beggars, if they're really hard on, you know, down on their luck, right. you look at their shoes. And if they have nice shoes, don't give them money because they, they, they're they well off. And I thought to myself when I got these, like you just said, that if I was a guy who went around begging and I had the Royals on, Eric, I should actually be giving other people money because right. these are so fancy. There's no way a guy who's homeless is going to be wearing them. But I hope that most people listening are not homeless Eric I hope that they are able to get to a computer and boy these and you can, this is the perfect gift for the holidays including the hashtag buy shoes on Thanksgiving we have That's a right. little bit time left this is Thursday it's Thanksgiving as we record this there's still a little bit of time left to get my dream come true for having people <laughs> give out gifts including shoes on Thanksgiving now I'll also tie into this you can go to their website which I said is greats.com and use the Purchase code DC Comics. That's one word, and you will save fifteen percent off your first purchase. To me, forget about this Black Friday nonsense. I, I tried oh, to go tonight. Word. I tried to go to Walmart tonight, and you know, because they're trying to start things early. The next thing you know, they're going to start freaking Black Friday on Labor Day. But it, I go in Black there, Monday and now. it's a it's a freaking uh, out of nowhere. It, people are trampling people. I don't like going places that are crowded. And the and then this so is so. worse because you got. People crowded, all trying to get one item that, that there's 80 people trying to grab it. It's a bunch of nonsense. So just stay home. Go to greats.com and get everybody's shoes. And again, use the 15% off code DC Comics one word. The website is greats.com. Very easy to remember. Go there and try those out. And like Eric said, he is uh, fancied up with his Royale lace-ups. He did not get the Wooster slip on because you said you need laces. I don't need security need a slip in my on. Life, but, I but was some all people like up slip-ons.
0: Nowhere to go, but you know what? Nobody knew that from looking at me.
1: Yep, that is true. But yeah, uh, just go there, and you're going to get yourself a great pair of shoes, and then hook some other people up with it. But I'd like to thank Greats for letting us do that as well. But Eric, we're here to talk about comics as well. Correct? Correct correct and this week one of the biggest books came out one of the biggest books since rebirth came out uh, actually on you, DC. the biggest book since rebirth and before we get into our discussion of it uh when we did talk about this originally that you're going to hear uh this was on sunday night so or monday night actually monday night yeah. and nobody had really read it uh so when we went into it uh we were kind of given our deal and since then a lot of people in the slack chat have talked to us about it and i Will tell you that I think that what you're getting in this upcoming audio is pretty much a microcosm of what you're getting in the, you know, out and about in the in the real world, Derek. Oh. Because this is a re- it's not a divisive issue. I, I can't say that because I don't really think anybody's really coming out and saying it's garbage. You know what I mean? No, no maybe maybe Aaron. Double A run might think that. Uh, but it's one of those where I thought the minute I read it, I said to people, I'm afraid that this isn't – you got to go into this – I don't know. It's not the savior of DC Comics. It really isn't. Uh, and depending on how you're going into it, I think, is how you're going to come out and how you feel. Oh, and yeah. You'll, what what you expected
0: from the Doomsday Clock going in and whether or not you're more of a Watchmen fan or a DC yeah. fan can affect a lot of things going after yeah. like, what you take away from this book.
1: And I apologize for everybody because I'll keep bringing up that I wasn't waiting for a Watchmen sequel. Yeah, Because I wasn't, but that, that some people like it. It's really weird. This is one of those issues where even the reviews, they're all over the place. And I don't think it's anything to do with the quality of writing. It, oh, I think the quality of
0: writing and the artist aspect. Uh, I think it's,
1: I do too. I, I think it is. So maybe you'll be shocked at my score, but it was more of what I was hoping for and what I got uh, out of it. And you know, what I think going forward, but we'll see. But I'm talking about all this when we should just get on with it, Eric. And here we go. Doomsday
0: Clock Number One written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. We jump into the world of the Watchmen seven years after the original story and find that the clock has started again, and it's up to Rorschach, Marionette, Mime, and Ozymandias to set it right. But in a world where Osmodeus is public enemy number one and nuclear devastation is on the horizon, how could this motley crew possibly turn the tides? Yeah. By yeah. finding God. Oh! That leads us to Superman <laughs> having a nightmare about God. the night that Kent's died, and the big cliffhanger of this issue is apparently another one of Superman's powers is to always have pleasant dreams.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and this is where I just want to say, this is where you're going to be, I think there's going to be a divide in it again like you said it's catching you up to this world of the Watchmen, where i don't care i really don't i don't care what has happened in these seven years like you said you have another doomsday clock on this plan you know the world's going to be destroyed it could have opened up with them just like oh no it's going to be destroyed we get the hell out and go already i don't care i don't care what has happened i don't i don't care that that's the problem I really I don't care to go forward with the Watchmen universe, mainly because the way this has kind of been spelled out, it's going to be destroyed anyway. And they're going to get off of it and into the DC universe. So if that's the case, why spend even an issue-long deal to find out what is leading up to that? Jim, I really Jim, don't care. It's not I don't about care. the
0: destination. It's the journey.
1: No, and the journey to me is boring. I felt that this issue was overly boring and dealt with things that, again, I didn't care. I, that's why. Uh, I don't... I, I'm gonna have to defer to you to a lot of this because I just don't want to say or seem like just a negative guy because there's nothing wrong. I said this to you. I was trying to explain to you where there's nothing wrong with the writing. The art is really good. Uh, yeah. the dialogue's great. It's just the whole package. I think the the, panel and the coloring
0: really make it feel like the Watchmen
1: world. Well, that's the, well, and right. like that's Brad the problem. Anderson
0: is did an awesome job on the yeah. coloring for the. No, it bit. does
1: come out like the Watchmen, but as you go, you do start going into the non-panel deal. By the end, mm-hmm. you're you're really hitting on that, and because of Mister Miracle, because of all these things, even a little, I'm sick of it. I, I actually I wish that when the Tom King started doing Mr. Miracle, they actually went to him and even Omega men before, but really Mr. Miracle and they said, listen, you know that's a watchman thing. we have this doomsday clock coming and it's going to be the nine-panel layout. Like, you got to lay off. This is something that has to be special. This is something to reserve for something like this Doomsday Clock. When we get to it, it's not as impressive anymore for me, though I will tell you this issue shows you that that nine-panel layout can be very good at telling a story, unlike what I think we are getting in Mr. Miracle. But even so, it's like, oh. And I know that some other people have already said, who I've read it and are reviewing it and stuff, said to me, like, uh, the nine panel layout again, you know, it's so boring now and whatever. And I do think that that's something that has been overused lately and has led oh, to so do I. I'm telling you, everybody
0: wants to use this thing lately. And I honestly, I don't know if like Jeff Johns is powerful enough. I would have said if I was him, yo, yeah. everybody, hang back yep. on this shit. I would have said I that. I got something coming down the yep. line. That I this want is what I just said. I would have said.
1: With Mister Miracle, yes, I would have said I know that you really want to do this. I know, but really, you, this isn't a Alan Moore Watchman thing. This Mister Miracle—that's more of a Jack Kirby thing. So, can you please just kind of make it more Kirby esque, so I can get this because I want this nine-panel deal to end up as that. Because I mean, that's this what happens; feel a it ends way. up. It's the be minute...
0: very important that this feels a yes. certain way going in because this is, you know, the most beloved freaking yeah. trade story. Of the last 30 goddamn years, like the biggest graphic novel that's ever been published... And I need to fucking pull this and, uh, goddamn thing off.
1: And just to tie it back, I, I was going to mention something beforehand. I did read The Watchmen before I was in the comics. I heard about it. I heard you should read it. And I read it. And I really, really liked it. I, I loved it. Uh, but reading it and reading it again later, I kind of think that the reason why I liked it so much, and again, this might be people will be like, oh, bullshit, you know, whatever. It wasn't the story of the Watchmen that really impressed me or really wowed me when I watched it it, or read it. It was the fact that that story was taking place in a comic book. And up until that point, I thought comic books were jokes. I thought comic books were for kids. I'd hear, you know, when I went to school in the 80s, it was basically only nerds read comics, so I kind of stayed away because I wanted to try to be popular (laughs) even though I wasn't. But I don't even know if this makes sense. By the time I read Watchmen, I think that what impressed me more was the mature story going on in a comic more so than the actual story itself though it is great it really is but when i go now and i reread it and I, now I'm an older man. We've gone yeah. through a whole stage of, of past this dark night. We, we've talked about this where you had the eight, late 80s, then in the 90s. By this point in time, the story of the Watchman doesn't really impress me as much as it did. And I think that that's really nothing was a crazy. But it was a product of his time. But that's why going in here. It doesn't hit me like it does, so when you get more of a sequel to The Watchmen here, it kind of bored me, because I never, I was never one who sat there and thought, boy, I wonder what happened after The Watchmen. It was such a contained story, and then what happens, I just figured, all oh, shit, would eventually oh, yeah. it, break it, loose. It ended on
0: a great cliffhanger that you just knew everything that was done for this whole story was going to be undone by a simple journal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what we're really dealing with here and how it's going forward, but again... Uh, I think I'll probably say this another 15, 20 times that if you're into The Watchmen and wanted a sequel and want to see what happened in that universe, I think that you're going to think that this is way better than what I went in wanting to see more of how it fits into the dc universe though i think right we find that out it's just it's it's just such a weird the, the, first the, issue like the one May. problem that,
0: though i have with the beginning of this issue is that we have like the end is near we are on the freaking you know yeah almost we are four hours away pretty much from nuclear devastation. from the nuclear war. russia is about is invading poland and the thing is, when we start this issue out, we have all these protesters outside of Vite Industries. Yeah, Vite Industries, in. they, they are. They want to tear anything apart. It seems like they are after Adrian Vite, which the entire yes. world is after Adrian Yeah, they're actually, point. yes. And- yes. It doesn't seem though that this is a new thing. So the whole idea where everybody's out there and they just break into freaking Vite Industries and start tearing the place. Apart, it seemed like to me what he's, now? Yeah,
1: I know, but it seems like to me what they're getting at is yes everybody's after Adrian Vite. It seems as if possibly uh, looking at it because it's late night at this point and they are protecting yeah. that possibly Vite Industries has continued without him, which is odd. Uh, but if that's the case, I only but get as, the as idea as he here. As soon
0: would have come after Adrian Vite, who was. CEO, the freaking and like all oh, about this. this company is over there's yeah, no well, like even Hey
1: company- I see what happens with Oliver Queen and the yeah, you seriously. know DC universe and all this stuff but uh you know what's going on to me where I take this as is these people have seen the writing on the wall and especially at this point the world like you said has about 4 hours to go before you know, nuclear devastation, yeah. and they're taking it to the streets with only whatever they can do. They blame Adrian Veidt, but he cannot be found. We find that out later. I think that this is their last. Like, you know what? Like, with our last four hours, we're gonna fucking take it to the man and go well, down swinging. It. That's all I'm I can think though, of.
0: It's not only that, but it seems like I don't know if we're playing with time a bit in this too, because while everybody's protesting outside of uh, Veidt Industries, it looks like we also have the spe- like you know um. The military going in the new Karnak yeah. shit in the freaking Antarctic and all this other stuff. Like, everybody is going at every position they possibly can at this point to find uh, Adrian Vice. Yeah, they're trying. And I don't know if we're doing, like, this is, like, in the past and we're playing with time at this point to lead up to the point where we're actually go, devastation. We
1: do have a new kind of journal going. And it does. Rorschach's new new journal.
0: It doesn't feel right because he even says in this that he doesn't write stuff down. So I don't know if he's actually writing this down like Rorschach did or if we're actually getting a narration from the new Rorschach's head.
1: But again, you. Uh, but it's weird because it is in sort of a journal esque. It, it, it's, it's, it's in the Rorschach deal. Yeah, it's in the Rorschach font, deal. And with yeah, this, it even to. starts where it says, you know, it spells out the time, November twenty second, nineteen ninety two. So you are or November
0: twenty third, because or he November. Like he has problems, you know, remembering Or maybe twenty third.
1: Yes, and, and you know, uh,
0: really, that is the thing. Maybe this is uh, like just trying to remember what happened because yeah. he is so. Well, bad it does
1: seem like it's like it's weird because it says. November twenty second, nineteen ninety two, or maybe it's it's the twenty third, and then you know you have the ellipsis, it goes, but then it kind of turns into a past tense. Like it's it's not like, hey, the streets are littered with yeah, bodies yeah. and this and but because it, it says the streets were littered with bodies yeah. like this is him writing it down after the fact but even so you go and you do get a time frame so it is 1992 at least what we're seeing here or yes. we think so like we said and uh as you go uh, with this you do have people going and trying to get white industries they're trying to break it down you do see some pretty iconic deal you know through this and see what's going on uh, and they they end up. I mean, the funny thing is, as they're talking about this, you do have the, the common newscasters going throughout this whole deal. But yeah, they even say you know all these things that are going on. The manhunt uh, f- continues for the self proclaimed world's smartest man. Uh, you have the president who's now going on. He he got reelected on the promise of capturing Adrian yeah. and all these things. Which you know it's pretty good. You even have a little bit before where you're talking about they're trying to lead into what. What's going on and to set up the case of the world is about to be destroyed. I mean, they, they have the Russians are invading Poland, like we said. Uh, the U.S. seems to have said, like, if you don't do this, uh, you know, we're going to do, you know, we're going to launch nukes. The Russians at one point seem to launch them. But then there's the people saying it's a lie. You know, all this stuff is sure. going on, which is pretty good. You said you even like the humor where as this is going on, even like crazy things. Oh, where the vice it's, it's president, the
0: crazy sensationalism of the, the terrible things that were all afraid of as people like we had this in the original one of like an exaggerated point of the Cold War and shit like that, yeah. and like also all the sensationalism of the news yeah, and how it's, terrible it's it is. Going, it's going, it's While we that. are on the brink of devastation, we're also and the president he had a hole in one, and the vice president he has shot the you know secretary. Yeah, he of, shot
1: the secretary. Uh, the attorney uh, yeah. general,
0: I mean, yeah. and like you know, and there's a the hostage situation. But the president he he thinks he had the best golf game ever. It's like well, that's the problem. It like
1: back and forth like this, though. So. I don't know. The president scored a hole in one earlier, beating his previous record. It doesn't sound right to me in sports, Eric. That that's it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wish they would have said, like, and beat his best record and gone. it just, it threw me off, but yeah, all this is, is the sensationalism. it 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 is
0: tying the stuff that we are afraid of now, and also the stuff that we think is ridiculous in the media and using, like, you know, people who were prominent back in the uh, early 90s. this
1: is 92. I don't understand. I wasn't afraid of that then. I'm joking. But the the thing is, at this point... No,
0: because Rocky ended the Cold War. Yeah, that's why. That is why I didn't
1: have to be. But even so, and yeah, you're going with an alternate history deal of anything going from that. But even as this is going on, uh, it, it throws me off to this point because this is... I, it's weird to say. It is more Watchmen than Jeff Johns. Like you know what I'm saying. It, it does yeah. seem like at this point Jeff Johns is fully in his Alan Moore mode to try to continue and this. Chicken. And it's well, you know he's got this long beard. He, he looks crazy. He looks like Rick Rubin on a on a bad day. Uh, but yeah, as this is going on, I actually. I thought, like, where is this? Because we're, we're you're going to be bringing the Watchmen into the DC universe. We know this, you know, yeah, you keep repeating it. But at this point, I, I'm i waiting and wondering when I'm going to get the Jeff Johns magic. That, And again, some people aren't huge fans. It's beyond me because I'm a huge fan. And when I read stuff of his, I usually have a smile on my face. I usually sit there and I'm usually engrossed in in an event like this like I really I'm I'm fired up and at this point I'm like huh it seems like he wants to more mimic the whole Watchmen thing and again if you're a Watchmen fan I think you'll really like that fact but to me it it threw me off a bit and it really did and and as it continues you do have the whole deal you're getting a lot of explanation which is a pretty cool thing like you have these talking heads. And yes, when the world is about to end, it's it's kind of natural to me for them to explain things to people and, oh, this is what happened since then. And the New York Gazette was the first to be forcibly shut down. It's not – and it's not shoved in your face because this seems very natural to me of like at a time of crisis like this for them to try to explain what is going on. And it does catch you up with some things, which is pretty cool. And then, like you said, we end up where the uh, the army seems to be involved and they, and they oh, yeah, go. That's the
0: thing. We go through all the places we saw, like, you know, all through New Carnac. We had the monitor, yeah. but we eventually go into the medical bay where it seems like Adrian Vite and like – the best karmic justice of all time for all the stuff that he did yeah. to Doctor Manhattan to get him out of the picture by giving everyone he knew cancer. He yeah. himself has contracted a brain tumor, and like yeah. uh, yep. it's not really spelled out because even like you know when I was no, if this is X-ray not spelled played, out yet, yeah, I'm like I'm looking at the skull. I'm like, does he have a hole in his skull?
1: What yeah, I yeah, at? yeah, yeah, but uh, it's confirmed later. That when yes. we do go, that it is cancer, and yeah, that is it is it's not instant karma, but at least it's karma, yeah. uh, because then you go off, then and there is the whole thing. It's funny they have the uh, president Redford, and me and you are fully going. It's Robert Redford. Oh yeah, and in this universe, we're fully going with the actor type president deal after Reagan and going forward with that. But uh, and even if you don't, that's just an aside that I thought. Yeah, that's about. just as a as we like fun. thinking. Yes, no yeah. And as they're going, they have William F. Buckley Jr., he's speaking on behalf of the president and does report, listen, Russia's invaded Poland, that's it, they forced our hand, it's time to, you know, we're going to attack, there's going to be war, and if the Russian military does not withdraw within four hours, the president will have no choice but to launch the full force of our military might, and therefore a mandatory evacuation has been issued across the country, and I just wonder, like, where where are they going where are they evacuating? It's across the country. What are they jumping in the ocean? It even says at points they are just everybody's busting down the wall oh, I, of, I China, of, of Mexico. They, the
0: wall of Mexico. Everybody's busting in to get into Mexico. My like God, hilarious. Mexico.
1: Yeah, it is hilarious. But again, you're having evacuation. Yes, I guess they could say like, listen, New York will be hit first, or this will be hit. You got to get out of these places. But really, at this point, you're pretty much given that. Everybody involved, and we get to the main players at this it's point. Mutual
0: destruction at this and, point. And
1: and at this point, they are pretty much there is no going back. They are, yeah. you know, as you go, and we do get introduced to the Watchman characters. The clock we has reached midnight. All yeah, around. you're done. They're done. It's a given fact. They are reacting as if it has. And in this, you have shit going wrong in this prison. You know, the guards want to get out. The prisoners go. They grab a they're guy. They're trying to
0: grab the guard. Yeah, and they're they trying g- to
1: flee so they can get the fuck out. Yeah. Nobody wants to die. No, nobody wants to die. It's funny because I often hear of like different places and through time with like you know volcanic eruptions and things that sometimes the only people who do survive are people in a prison because it's so fortified to keep yeah. them in. But this is nuclear war. Everything's going to get destroyed. And at this point, the guard runs by. This this uh, freaking prisoner grabs the guard, tries to grab. You know, hey, give me your keys or whatever. The guard ends up getting punched out by a uh, a gloved fist. Gets the the keys and then says, you know, well, hey,
0: everybody's trying to break out. Yeah, Rorschach's breaking. It's Rorschach.
1: In. He's bringing in the 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 bad guy, the the, the uh, prisoner. Prisoner, like, yeah. Oh shit! And really, at this point, you do get the idea because Rorschach's there and he's like, "You still want out? No, no way, man. I'm cool." He wants no, to cool. stay in there. And this was a good way of showing you legitimately that everybody knows about Rorschach and everybody's scared shitless because it does continue. Where and, and it,
0: like, I'm telling you, for people going in like you know who. Don't know a lot about the Doomsday Clock, or not? Yeah. I like. I don't even. I can't even say know a lot about the Doomsday Clock. It's just the whole idea to me that Rorschach being here, when, like the last we saw, he was annihilated by Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Just Rorschach being here—that's a goddamn sight right there to have. You know, it going is. into a prison and you have Rorschach, pretty much with the narration going through with the Rorschach journal. It's yeah. pretty spot on for how he was. He would talk. So it's it's just an it's odd good. thing until we finally get to his destination, where we find out that he is trying to break out somebody named Marionette.
1: Yeah, and with this, we thought, you know, one of the things when people were talking like, man, I can't wait for the comedian and Rorschach, and we're like, well, they better explain something if you want to do that because they're dead. So this this is the main thing of this issue. To me, the main reason this issue happened and how it went down was to explain or show you that there is – a rorschach because yes. as it goes on you see rorschach going on he's talking about pancakes and eating at morning joe's diner and all this this led from the swag too that dc sent out i do and have a hey, thing
0: i really hope there's a bigger play on this yeah one, i pancake do said. too we spent a lot of time talking about it there's a there's a menu for joe's pancake place the breakfast diner. Yeah. in the back of this book you got pancakes like syrup and mix sent to you i'm like yeah this is just a little bit about how Rorschach likes going to this place for pancakes because yeah. the one waitress likes to heat up the syrup for him, and yeah, then she got beat up yeah. by her boyfriend, and he didn't get his goddamn breakfast that yeah, morning. Yeah, and, and that's that what he it.
1: said. Yeah, this woman who was serving him ended up roughing her up, and then Rorschach went out, put a fork through his tongue, and, you know, the whole deal. Put a fork through his tongue, forgot to tell him why, hope he got the message, this sort of thing. And it's it's very, you know, it's 100% right on with Rorschach's deal, but he goes, he has to figure out where he's going. You don't know what's going on at this point either. You see, he's looking for somebody, uh, and he goes to door number point, thirteen. I don't know if we're supposed to believe that this Rorschach is dyslexic. Yeah, I, because he goes, never been lucky at, at the thirteen. Was it thirteen? No, nah, no, it was thirty-one, and then walks away. That must be something.
0: It's gotta be something because we keep going to this whole idea where he like he says throughout the issue that he has trouble remembering things. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when we're going down to Night Owl's lair later on I only the assume issue,
1: did you just assume he also has a brain tumor as well and this is what's causing his problems? Or no, do you I, think that will be going from from something else?
0: I think it's something else I can't tell you what at this point, especially for like the speculations of who the new Rorschach is. Yeah, but, which
1: we'll talk about at the end. Yeah, you know, when we get to that. But yeah, uh, Yeah, I I don't know, because, yeah, he seems to be dyslexic, maybe. He seems to not remember all this. Uh, And like you said, there's that weird thing now. I thought that the, uh, the Morning Joe's was just a set-up. More of a dialogue with himself so that, he, you know, Jeff Johns can show you, look, I can get this dialogue down. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. A, not a hack. I can do this. And the fact that he is a little more violent to the point, you know, and maybe not, but you're getting a little more character there. So I, I hope it ties in as well, uh, but I'm not so sure. But as this is going on, I think that probably the best progression of panels here in this is the fact That Rorschach goes to this cell 31 and as he puts the key in to turn the key where you can even go with whatever there's in there, which we find out is this character, the marionette, is kind of like a bomb. Or a weapon, because as he's putting the key in the cell and turning it, you're also getting everybody around the country where they have to log putting in their launch and putting in. their launch keys in and turning them. I think that is a great progression to show awesome you. That is that is awesome because it shows you that what Rorschach is doing is pretty much just as deadly and lethal as nuclear bombs being launched, but. We'd never really get to find out exactly what that means. Or is this the, that the counter? Because uh, honestly, yeah, the really place
0: that we have these people turning their keys to you know pretty much destroy the world, Rorschach turning this key, I have to Maybe. believe for what we've been told is the uh, yeah. like, answer to that to save the world. I, I, don't, do I don't. I don't. I'm the getting
1: the fact that. Uh, if we're gonna go into philosophy of nuclear weapons or whatever, I'm getting the idea that as he turns this, because she comes out and she is yeah, you know, she looks bad and she looks, you know, evil, whatever you're gonna go, she's also in prison. That I'm going with that kind of juxtaposition, Eric, of the oh. fact that these missiles could give you peace. If you end up if these missiles destroy Russia uh, america's good you know what we have peace then in the u.s but if you do the, something those wrong
0: missiles are, like i'm saying the, the missiles are going to destroy us as well well i'm saying the, like, though but it's not if,
1: at this point though if something can happen but th- it can go either way what i'm saying is when he gets her this is either going to save the world or destroy it and it ends up even where uh you get a little you know a little thing that added bonus with her husband but when we get to that but as yes. he goes in he goes in this is the marionette and you're gonna see that this is a reimagining version of the charlton character julie which we yes. just had in the tom the king punch and julie Sorry, you know yes the Punch and julie.
0: tom king pulling the nine panel layout and bringing punch and julie out of nowhere yeah. i swear this has to be some kind of setup. but again to get everybody ready for this?
1: what's weird to me is that you're going And if you didn't, if we didn't have Punch and Julie in the Batman with Tom King you would oh, who's this? Oh, I saw somebody that they put it together, and it's Punch and Julie. Oh, yeah, they're Charlton characters. That makes sense. Yeah. To me, a lot of these people reading have already seen Punch and Julie in the DCU in Batman, one of the biggest books. So I think that that kind of coolness, which that's very cool, having this in and going with that whole thing where Jeff Johns is going to expand the roster of Charlton characters oh, awesome. in this Watchman universe, I think that it gets a little bit Pushed aside because we've seen them recently in the DCU and people won't make that connection
0: because Or is this mirroring the stuff that's going on in the DCU? It at might this be time because, because it's you do go well yeah, suicide with it and recruiting is. recruiting his team.
1: Yes, it is. So are we getting that? But I just again with that nine panel thing and then having punch and Julie recently in the or at least since rebirth i don't know if you want to call it recently but since we've seen them i think it throws off the coolness of them being charlotte characters because we've seen them in the dc yeah, yeah. and i kind of get it but yes he's there uh rorschach's like listen uh you're gonna help me here's your payment What, you know and we have a job and when she opens it up to see what this is it is a picture of her little baby and you know rorschach's like pictures a little old but this is something where she freaks out she grabs rorschach and And again, can you go with that? She's she's a pretty tough cookie because everybody else doesn't even want to get near Rorschach, and she's strangling him. And she says, "Where's my son?" And you know, you get the whole thing from Rorschach. I can't tell you. My partner knows. I don't. You're gonna help find. And it's a big line. She's like, "Do what? What do you want me to do?" And he says, "Find God, save world. We'll explain." And then she's like, fine, God, we'll explain. And then you go, here's the big thing where she's like, you know what? I heard all about you. Uh, you know, what's going on with you? And that's where he reveals, too, that he is not hes not the old Rorschach. He's, he's not, not Walter Kovacs. Yeah, no. he's not Walter Kovacs. He is somebody else. He takes off his, his glove, and he appears to be a black man. Yeah. And that's where... You have the theory of who it would be, which I think that everybody's saying it now. But oh, that, can,
0: right now, the it. big theory is it's Malcolm Wong, who was Walter's uh, psychiatrist when he was yes. locked up in Watchmen. But I'm telling you, that is everybody's theory. It does not hold water to me because he was a fat old man. Yeah, but this is seven years. Become, I saw. Seven years
1: later. I, I saw Wrong Turn. Be. I saw Wrong Turn you lose all that weight and get in shape, uh, much to your chagrin. i mean seven years i'm telling you you know that guy after 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 all the shit that went down and he would know kind of what makes rorschach tick he would be able to mimic his his style. he learned all about him. so i think it makes sense and to do this i think that he trained maybe a la batman he decided to train and and got himself in shape but uh she's pretty much okay you know and she even says like the fuck if he finds out that you're doing this, if Rorschach find and he's like, No, no, he's dead. You know, I'm Rorschach. I'm Rorschach now. And he, he goes back and forth with that uh throughout this, even when we move on to the big beds and or the big goods, who knows how this is gonna work out. But as yeah. it's going on, she says, Hey, I'll do it, but you gotta bring my husband. I'm not leaving without my husband. And Rorschach's like, no, no, no. He, he bad man. We can't do it. Deal, not part of the deal. She's like, okay, well then shove it up your ass. And they have the whole Rorschach like, rather not. Need to go. World dying. And then through this whole thing, he keeps pointing out you got four hours. Four hours in this world is ash. And I, I can't help it
0: because of the watch for the movie. All I can hear is Jackie or yeah, voice uh, when I'm
1: yeah. this dialogue now. And uh, she looks at the, the picture again of the little boy. And she's like, yep, we're going. And even Rorschach, then good to have family. huh? And then, you know, they're going to go get the mime, Marcos Mayes, uh, the mime. And they go to get him. You do get a bit where there is pretty much a prison riot going on. Uh, he just sits there. And really, from the minute you see him, I'm like, yeah, that looks like Superman. Tell you right away. You're like, "Holy crap, that looks exactly like Superman." It kind of changes a little bit once you well, go and of see that his white hair. His yes. Hair really puts it off. But really, mostly, looks like, like Superman. when
0: you look at him, you see Superman. And not yeah. only that, when you see the picture of their son, who apparently is the looks payment, like they like one back. It looks like a baby superman or a yes. baby john.
1: Yeah, it looks like to me like a john or a baby superman. And even with the pictures a little old and stuff yeah. like that, it really it, you know, it threw me off a bit like, oh, what are you getting at? But boy, when you first see it because these prisoners are just beating the crap out of cops and it, and they end up looking like, hey, you know, look at that, the mute's giving you the evil eye. And later on through the marionettes of uh dialogue, you kind of find out that he ended up uh taking his own tongue out uh she says that who knows what's going on for real but yeah she even says later no he did it himself because he doesn't talk
0: but yeah and they he is that,
1: rightfully insane because yeah. he is
0: performing all of this whole thing where he is giving it's a, like it's a performance up, it's a performance for them to start beating the shit out of him so that he and can then him can the underdog. underdog yep
1: and then he, beat the holy hell out of them in yeah. my
0: mind rip, rip their fucking throats out of their oh yeah like, just you know, go
1: nuts Yep. He rips their throats out with his teeth and at then one point you have a panel where he looks at pretty much at us and looks like the Joker a bit, with the yeah. blood on his mouth and the hair kind of where it's on the side. Like it's that. almost
0: as if an understanding where he wants a uh he wants an audience and we are the audience yeah, at that yeah, point where he's looking you. right at yes, and me, letting us. Yes, to me. Yes, no. He is in on the joke.
1: Yeah, it's one of those like that. That when she says he's a performance, you know, he doesn't like to be, you know, interrupted. And I'm telling you, he looks right at us and, like, hell, how am I doing? You know, you having fun yet? And stuff like that. But they go. But he's
0: the mime, so he doesn't talk. Yeah, he's
1: the mime. He who doesn't talk. So Rorschach, uh, you know, grabs him. They're like, OK, uh, reunions later. Let's get going. And then you have Marionette, like, oh, man, check out the real. He's he's aiming he the real Rorschach. And he's like, I am Rorschach. No, take your glove off again. And he starts no. threatening her, uh, you know, going and saying, don't ever touch me again like that and all. And we got to get going. We have to go at this point. Three hours and no idea, really, because he keeps looking and he keeps and saying he, that his watch and is running thing slow. Another
0: throughout this issue is that yeah. his watch is broken. He keeps wanting yes. to get it fixed but doesn't.
1: Yeah, it, uh, he doesn't get it fixed and it's running. What slow, you know, kind of, run,
0: and it kind of runs back to what's yeah. going on, you know, with uh, Doctor Manhattan being the son yeah. of a watchmaker and yeah. stuff like that. So we got a lot of play with, a lot of stuff that's no, going I'm telling on, you. even the hey. whole idea. Where time is running slow, and we are in 1992 compared to our normal DC universe yeah. present. So yeah. time is running slow. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I don't, you don't know. And again, I trust you Jeff Johns. I trust Jeff Johns going forward that things will be explained. And then that's where the mime says, "Hey, or you know, marionette says about the mime, we got to get his weapons. They're in lockdown." Rorschach's like, "We'll get new ones. We got no, no, no. These are special." And you go, and they open up a locker, Heavens and locker. there's yeah. nothing in. And Rorschach's like, "Must have cleaned you out. Need to go." Oh, and he's like, no, no, no. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. But he grabs fake guns, a fake this or that, a kind belt. of cocks a gun with this. He's going to finger bang people. And then the, Rorschach just looks at him. He's like, you have big problems. And then they, they go. <laughs> I and really like
0: that. The, it's okay. It's it nothing just, for the no, story right no. now. It was a fun page, though. Yes.
1: And now you go, and, and Rorschach's going to take the two of them to his you know, his leader, the guy who's in charge, and they go, you have, yes, and you have a pretty quick deal where they go to his car, they're making fun of his car, then they get in and like, Jesus Christ, this stinks, you know, what, are you living here? It's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And you go forward. So, again, when you find out who Rorschach is, I think it's going to be one of those. Like he also, being Rorschach, I think has destroyed his life because, yeah. you know, now he's a homeless guy living R- in a car. Rorschach kind of playing was a homeless a guy and stuff yeah, like, that, but and it's like weird. that. That was
0: his disguise.
1: Yeah, but it's weird that he is like he's fully in. You know what I mean? Like he and, was a what we think a doctor at one point. Yeah. And now he's just. And I'm telling you, one
0: of the things that really points to that as well is when they finally get out of the yeah. car. When they get to the sewer mantle they need to get down into. Yeah. Uh, a file folder falls out, and inside you can see some paperwork and some and ink, it has the tests, ink plots, so yeah. yeah,
1: so I, I do think that that pretty much spells out it is. But they go down into the sewer, and they're going to what ends up being uh, Night Owl's lair, right? Because, yeah. And it even it, it even hints at it too, where you have those two sewer. Uh, pipes that end up looking like the the, uh, the, the ship. eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they go at this Archie's point. eyes on the front of the Yeah, yeah, eye Archie's ship, eyes. Yeah. Yep. And as this point goes, then you have Mime pull out his imaginary gun. Now I wanna spell this out because this is something I've forgotten when we were talking, you brought it up. You have to go with the fact that there are no superpowers in this Watchmen universe except Dr. Manhattan. So when he is doing this and everybody thinks that at some point he's going to be able to pull this imaginary gun, if this was in the DC universe and when they possibly get there – this may all change. This may become a full-out power that he has. At this point, he's just a batshit crazy guy who thinks he has a gun. And, and I it's I really enjoy gun. him more than I should. Yeah, I, I don't – like, again, it's like once I, I figured out, I'm like, it's like punching Julia. Julie. Okay, it's Punch. We're going in yeah. this. And even when – I just, to me – We're spending so much time on this to get to nothing that I want to see. So again, it's going to all deal with what you want. But yeah, Rorschach's like, don't point imaginary guns at me. (laughs) <laughs> anymore uh, it wasn't funny the first time uh Guess you know and they're gonna go and then when they do go they finally get their knock on the door and rorschach says like into the light this you know uh marionette says where are we going into the light and they walk in and that's where marionette realizes like holy shit you know where we are and again be- the way you can really tell it's Punch and julie is that she cute can- hey baby it's all that yeah. baby nonsense that we had and she's like look at this shit It's the owl ship. And he's like, yeah, Archie. Oh, my God, this is Night Owl's pad, right? Oh, my God, where is he? Are the rumors true? And this is where we get some backup from Marionette. What rumors now? Yeah. Yeah. He killed Night
0: Owl and Silk Spectre before he offed himself. He went totally nuts. Is that what happened? False. False. Put, screw, put screwdrivers down. Yeah,
1: because at this point, the mime has picked they're, up a screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, he's just going around. And then that's where. Oh, going to be wrong term when he
0: comes around my desk. Like, stop fucking touching yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: stop touching shit. And that's where you see the costume, the, the Night Owl costume, and then uh, Marionette's like, so, he's alive, you're partnered up with Night Owl? And you would expect, okay, that's what we're getting. And that's no, cool. and off panel, you get no. He's not, and then, boom, you go, and there's Osmond it, And I don't know. It didn't really make a big effect on me when I saw him because I've just been waiting for him to come out anyway, especially yeah. since what has you been know going he's gonna on. he's going to be a big player. So he's there. He comes out. And he's like, listen, you know, I hope the Lord Night L back, but he's retired. Rorschach's working for me. And then that's where Rorschach's like, you know, with you, never for. And then they interrupt. And he's like, oh, you know what? You brought your husband around, disappointed, but expected. I I pretty much thought that that was going to happen. And, you know, and then that's where Marionettes like, I don't know what you want from us and all. And that's where he said, you know, only you. But they spell it out because she's mad. At this point, the mind throws the... You know the whole the screwdriver up in the air. She catches it, and she's going to at this point look like she's going to attack Uh But yeah, there, she's like, just we need you uh, because you know, I, and I'm going to pay. She does say, and that's the other thing. I, I could there's a price in your head, which we would imagine there is. Yeah, and he's like, the whole world basically, wants freaking He could pay her. Way more. Because he's like, what? It's 10, 20 million at this point. I'll pay you exactly. 100, I'm to he 200 might, he's not only million. He's
0: the smartest man in the world. I'm sure he's the richest person in the Yeah, He's
1: got some money uh, doing, but he's like, listen, don't do. give me threats. They're ill advised. And then to Rush, especially with him, and then starts to t- tell them about this Rorschach. Like, hey, listen, the old Rorschach, you know, he was cruel in some respect, yeah. but, you know, he held on to principles. This guy here, this one is not, and that's when Rorschach's like, stop, don't even, you know, shut up, don't talk about this, you don't need to do this. And he's like, hey, I'm just paying you a compliment, you know, and that's, he says, I'm Rorschach, nothing else to tell. And he's like, you know, you go through a whole page of this, I didn't mean to upset you, I'm not upset, upset. not yet, oh, let's start over. I'm like, okay, let's go, but basically, they, they, he reveals he has cancer. The world yeah. is coming to an end, and the and only, only way to that, make things right.
0: The way they reveal he has cancer, because besides for the x-rays we saw earlier, yeah. when he starts doing it, it's like, the very name I took is a testament to that. There is no escaping the irony. I found myself laughing uncontrollably when I first realized, laughing until it hurt. And yeah, the way yeah. he's doing it, like, we always talking about, you know, if the comedian came back, would he be one of the jokers? But the way the he's talking about the whole joke of the matter, the irony yeah. of and yeah. how yeah. he's yeah. laughing uncontrollably, you know, it started making me think, like... Is, could Adrian possibly become this Joker-like I character?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know that people would want that, though. You know what I mean? I, if he's gonna come in, because the he's comedian, him. he's dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that. I, I think we're gonna find out. And again, if anything, it, it might be the mime who's who would be more of the Joker character. Oh yeah, we just talked me. about that as well. But There's yeah, just to me, like, you, know, you know, to me, you're I even gonna have get...
0: some weird things. So we have the whole idea. Like we had to recruit. Like Rorschach had to go in and get the marionette. That was yeah. the plan. Why the marionette? And I started thinking to myself, what's a marionette? It is something that is controlled. It's a puppet that's controlled by a higher being. Is she like somehow connected to the point where she's controlled by a godlike character? She can find... Dr. Manhattan because of yeah. what she is, the person the, who was But controlled. the other
1: reason that I, I think is crazy at this point is the fact that we don't know what the marionette really does. And in this in this universe, shouldn't be able to do much. I think Agreed. that what we have here is, and this is, you know, I'm throwing things out. I have a feeling that Osmond Dias has seen, been... What not into the DC universe and knows what characters to grab out of here to take that would become these other characters and become powered characters in the DCU. I don't know that that makes sense of switching universes ends up making turn that. But this this is where I'm getting the point where again, they didn't want the mime. The mime is bad. The mime says you don't want to have a Joker like character going into this. Now, again, would it be crazy that when they do switch over, you're getting a, a you know a reimagining. Instead of this, now we have an amalgam of a Joker and Harley because of the crossover. Because, again, what is the marionette going to do crossing over? We don't know. But I think that in this, where he does say, and all this leads to, basically, there's only one person who could stop this. We need to find the god, Dr. Manhattan. And if we're going to believe that he did leave, as they show, they show yeah. you the Watchman thing. I'm leaving this galaxy for one less complicated i don't think that adrian thinks he's going to find them him in this galaxy i think that he's setting up the crossover he's getting his team almost like the i am suicide where they did gather that team to go into Senator prisca i think that adrian is gathering a team because he knows what he has to do when he does get over to the dc universe and we'll see what the mime and what the marionette is and like he says i predicted that you would bring your husband it's unfortunate again does this lead to the fact that they know that the Son of theirs is actually in the DC Universe and possibly being, you know, Superman, John, whatever it may be. Well, that's the I'm one thing that always because
0: I know, I'm saying there is so much room to throw anything you want at this point, because you know, if all the stuff that we've dealt with since Rebirth yeah. is so up in the air, every, especially since Superman Reborn, where yeah. we had this idea where we had the pre-Flashpoint Superman, we had the New 52 Superman, we also had those two versions of the Lois's. Like, we had the red version, we had the blue version that combined to make what we have now, the reborn version of both. What we didn't have was a John character. The John was a singularity. It was by itself, and as we were put there, like, we were made to believe in that, was the most important character we had going after that. You know, John was the most important thing we had, and could it be because he is the connection that'll get Osmodeus and all of them over here to freaking find Manhattan do whatever it is? Because is he possibly freaking to combine Manhattan's son?
1: yeah, and that's the the crazy thing about this going with. The, this is why I think that this plan and everything it has nothing to do with this universe they're in now. Only because at this point, I would guess they have three and a half hours left, if not less. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we less. have three hours So left, th- this it. world is ending. They they are going to leave. They're going to get the hell out now. It does seem as if Archie seems to be something a uh, uh, big in it because at that one point she sees it. They cover it back up, and at the point, Adrian actually is going over and kind. And they're like, you know, he's over there. If that is, that looks like it's where they were or if it's somewhere else. He's definitely at something at that moment it's that what, I it's think.
0: What, it's it's where what Archie was coming. Yeah, with. I
1: think that he's going to reveal that this has been altered. This is a way they're getting to this other universe. It has they're to big. be to me because I wouldn't think that they – I wouldn't think that the smartest man in the world thinks that we're going to find Dr. Manhattan in three, in three hours on, and the, on the this thing, planet. the because
0: – I still believe that, like, Vite wants to save this world. If he yeah, finds I... God, you have the ultimate nuclear deterrent at that point. You have somebody well, that can save this thing. world from this destruction. So I don't think that he plans on abandoning this world outright because yeah, I, I do. do think that he wants to save it.
1: No, I think that he would because, really, if they're going to fight – obviously, he thinks that when they get Dr. Manhattan, uh, Dr. Manhattan will be able to save them, correct? He must think that Dr. Manhattan somehow, with the marionette possibly, he's going to be able to be controlled at least or willingly help them. If Dr. Manhattan can help him, he can reform this world fucking snapping a finger. He he doesn't need to be there within three hours to do this. This world could be reset by him with a blink of an eye, and off he goes, and and you have Adrian where he convinces Dr. Manhattan, listen – Go back to before I fucked everything up, and we'll we'll do this again. I promise you, whatever. See, I
0: don't I don't think he would do that because that's dealing with time travel and stuff like yeah. that. And we found out in Before Watchmen that's something that Doctor Manhattan cannot do. No, uh, I'm not fuck even saying. Sa- I'm
1: saying just make a new world. I mean, mm-hmm. he he could take time away. He can take obviously he's done where he took sections of time. What we believe is him from the DCU. Yeah, uh, he could just take out from 87 to 92, and then now you go and you have younger heroes and younger d I mean, it seems like he did that at a reforming of a universe. And to me, though, I couldn't think that he would want to. Yeah, he wants to save the world, right? And then two days later, he dies of cancer, and everybody, he's on the run. I mean, this world to him should – I know what you're saying, what he is. This world should be dead to him. He is the most wanted man on the planet who will be executed on site and has cancer. I I can't think that he – I think that what you're saying – I think he's beyond that. I think that this is the end that he is going because like he
0: actually he's actually become the villain character that he didn't think he yeah, was like yeah, yeah always before you know Adrian was the villain of the Watchmen like the original story but, but he what he was doing so. was was the greater like yeah villain, it was you know? for like, the greater like, good I kill a million to save billions and all that and, stuff uh, like this Lex
1: Luther character yeah,
0: where yeah. no matter what he does he still thinks he is doing good yes
1: and isn't isn't this kind of similar to say the Oz effect and Jerrel being Mister Oz there with the the humans are. They're doomed anyway. They're ripping this planet apart. We see that they have gone into his, you know, his company and just completely destroyed it, even though that should do nothing and will do nothing. So I can only think that he is ready to call this one quits and to be able to maybe go find God and make something better. Maybe, you know, obviously. Cure him probably first, but you know, make it better somehow. He seems to think that Dr. Manhattan could do this. You know, he's like, We're gonna have to go. I cannot save our world, though. There is one who even now has the power to, Dr. Manhattan. And that's where Marionette, like, Dr. Manhattan, no one's seen him in years. He's like, Yes, I know. And that's where I'm leaving this galaxy for one less complicated to me that we're supposed to believe that would be the DC universe. Yeah. And then he's like, That is our mission. All of us, we need to find John. And that ends much the watchman and and that's one
0: of the ideas i have because when we leave the watchman here to go to freaking superman having a bad dream about the night his parents died is it going to be one of these things where we can't find john we're gonna have to deal with another like we have to find a substitute god and in our world besides the whole captain adam connection superman is the the god of this world now again
1: you're having this dream uh superman is sleeping with lois uh you're not going to get anything from this of like oh what happened in this year uh but he's having a dream of the night his parents died now before that there's a crazy thing where he's laying there and he has his glasses and there's the book Walden 2 which is a crazy book to have there and really doesn't seem like something that I think Superman would be really into but it was a utopian novel Written by, it says on the top, it's B.F. Skinner, the psychologist, and published yeah. in 1948, and it was a uh, controversial book. I just have this from Wikipedia, but right. it, its characters speak of a rejection of free will, including a rejection uh, of the proposition that human behavior is controlled by such things as a spirit or soul, and it embraces the proposition that behavior of humans is determined by environmental variables, and the altering environmental variables can generate a system that closely approximates uh, utopia. It's all about creating a utopia, uh when it came out, it was controversial, but it was looked at more of sort of so like a also psychology
0: kind of deal. speaking on the whole idea too, where Superman came to Earth and was raised by the Kent's, being that he is becomes this you know yeah, utopia kind of weird. Where jerrell came and was like you know given yeah, hell, yeah, and, yeah, and he it, became this guy who yeah, damned humanity. It's like
1: that, but it also it's again it's like okay, there is no spirit or soul. We are not governed by this whole entity of even a god. And now they're coming here to find a quote unquote God, which, like we said, it's leading to the idea of maybe Superman is this world's version of that. And right. this is a book he's reading that pretty much, you know, tries to tell you that a utopia could be made by uh, environmental variables and things like that and how it goes. It's very, it just was really odd to throw that in there and to go well, and it's see it's like a, if it's there. And again, it's also a, a book basically about having a utopia, which to me is what Adrian is really at the end of all this, is trying to find Dr. Manhattan to make. He want, he still, like you said, he still thinks that he has the right way of doing things. And really, to me, he wanted to make a utopia. He wanted to yeah. make a world that was perfect that and, was and how I he said. wanted so it. So it's funny or weird to me that you do have that there, uh, just, you know, free and clear right there to do that. And it looks like Superman has a couple things where he like passages in that or whatever. But it goes and he does have this dream of... When his mom and dad died. And when they do it, they have a the whole thing. And this is a little bit different than what we saw. Now it is a nightmare, so we don't know if this is full. But in the exactly. new. Exactly. I too. don't
0: know if this is actually a recap of
1: what actually yeah. is going on with the But the problem is, to me, point, the, the thing to me is. is a nightmare. Yeah. Well, the thing to me is, he doesn't wake up and say anything different. Like, he doesn't yeah. say, I had a nightmare, and this time this happened, or I had a nightmare, and it was weird because that didn't happen. He pretty much, to me, wakes up. And I think that they really. Jeff Johns wants you to know exactly what's happened, which, again, we kind of need because once Reborn happened, you don't know what is Oh no, not what is all. the continuity? This really does put it back to the new 52 continuity that at his Objective, prom of his
0: parents died. And, yeah, his
1: prom, uh they ended up getting in a car accident and dying. And with this, it's a little different. If you want to read the original version, it's in uh, Action Comics number 17 where he he you know, you go back to that and see it. And in that, now this could continue to that. I don't know if we're going to continue, but in that this accident happened after the they drop them off at the prom like they at do here. Prom, yeah. And uh, when they went to get them, Clark ran, heard about it, went, and uh, Martha was dead. Martha's pretty much dead on, you know, on the scene. They end up taking Jonathan to a hospital, and in the hospital, as he's dying, he tells Superman almost like a, a an Uncle Ben type deal. Listen, the world's gonna find out about you. Uh, You know, be a good person, be the good person that these people give them hope, give them. And and, and again, it's more of this kind of reminding you all that. But in that, then he said, son, can I die at home? I don't want to die in a hospital. And it was a, a really good scene where Superman scooped them up and took them home. And he died at home and then you see almost like a a thing like a uh, Bruce Wayne where he has the two gravestones there in Smallville and all that. Uh, the other thing that's weird though, is earlier in the new 52 In Justice League number 11 written by Jeff Johns. Superman mentions to Batman at this one point. There's a story where these spirits go through Superman, and when they do, he tells Batman, "When those spirits pass through me, I watched my father have a heart attack again, and I couldn't save him. And it was weird because there was a little rumblings when Action Comics 17 came out and had this new deal. And they're like, "Wait a minute, you know, a couple months ago, you, yeah. you told me that he died of a heart attack. That's nonsense. And I I don't know that this is something where it's bothered Jeff Jobs that he so he wanted to make sure that he righted the ship." Or what? I don't know, but I just think it's to remind everybody and give us who did read the new 52 the, you know, thumbs up of. What, that this that is, is continuity. Continuity. Yeah. the continuity, and I do think that that is going to lead into something else as well. I, I think that that's this is going to be something important because when Superman wakes up, Lois says, "Oh my God, what happened? Y- you were having a nightmare. The whole house was shaking. I heard, you know." And and that's where Superman's like, "It was a dream. I was in high school." And and she's like, "Please come down." And I, I heard that because at this point he is floating above the bed, oh, yeah. and she's like, or he says, "I heard their tires scream, ma scream, Pogre." his teeth and she's like what he's like it was the night my parents died lois it was horrible she's like oh clark i can't remember the last time you had a nightmare and then he says lois i don't think i've ever had one and that's how it ends and that's I, the hate, I hate i hate it. this line just
0: the yeah. whole idea that on top of everything else you know superman can do whatever he wants as soon as he puts his mind to it. the idea though that for some reason kryptonians don't have bad dreams etches, yeah. it's a little too far for me
1: Yep, and then you have a whole deal of a, a quote from Osmond Deus You know, he meets some fragment huge and stops to guess what powerful but unrecorded race once dwelt in that annihilated place. But that's on Horace Smith, and as yep. you see, then at the bottom, then you do have the Doomsday Clock with the Superman at the twelve, and it's ticking. And I would assume that each issue, it's going to go a little further in. There. I imagine so. Yeah, and then and then you have uh, the next page is a full black page dedication to Len Wein, who was the editor of the original. Uh, watchman so that's that's pretty cool and then you do get some little things and I, i'm telling you because you have that dedication then you move on i would guess that what jeff johns is doing here because you get fragments of newspaper clippings i do think that that's like hey guys if you're really into the the watchman and want to know what happened i really don't consider that as the necessary part of the story i think that this is just stuff that if you are a watchman fan and want to have more of this background you can i have talked to a couple people already and not one of them read that not one of them jumped into oh, that there they were cool already done the whole well there is but Roger i don't Jackson, think who had yeah. the,
0: the rorschach journal yep. and he was broken in and he was killed and was taken yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I just I don't think that that's going to be important going forward. Really, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I,
0: I don't know. Up. For some reason, I think most of the stuff that's in here is going to be like you know serve some kind of purpose.
1: Yeah, I don't because you had that black page with the dedication to kind of separate that from the actual story. It, it, it basically, to me, this is an after credit scene that may or may not come to play and is kind of like a, an extraneous deal that you can enjoy if you want to. I, I really do because of the way it was played out with that dedication page. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I read them. And I, I yeah. will see if it does, but I I, I, I don't I, know
0: what Morning Joe's Cafe's like menu is going to give I just think me, that but... that's
1: there to give you flavor. I, I yeah. really do. So we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. But we are at the end, so we get to talk about what we thought. And it, I will say again, reading it with you. And talking about it, I did get a little more excited for some of the things. It's not going to change my score, but I still go with the fact that if you're a Watchmen fan and have been waiting desperately to get a continuation of that universe going forward, not the before Watchmen, but going forward, I think that you will come out of this with a lot more you know, a lot more love and, uh, and yeah. liking it more. If you are somebody who had jumped in at Rebirth, doesn't really care about the Watchmen, just wants to see through this, what has happened over a year in the DCU. Because this it really hasn't been spelled out at this point even that it is a year ahead in our universe. So, the, yeah. you know, you're not going to get any of that in this issue. You are going to get Superman and Lois laying in bed, and Superman claiming that, for some reason, he doesn't ever have nightmares. And that, to me, is nonsense because we've had certain times where it seems like he has and all that, but I I think it's just for an exclamation point of how important that was and something is going on that is, you know, in the back of his outside mind, whatever. Him, something, know, like, yes. something is, affecting, yes. him outside something the is affecting him, so I'll go with that. Uh, and again, you have the whole deal of it being Jonathan and Martha and them dying. And is that where we lead into, say, a marionette and mimic? Who knows? Or mime, I mean, I want to always call him mimic. But, uh, you know, marionette and mime being maybe. I, I just We've already had Jarrell come back, uh, you know. So one part of his parents, uh, people were upset that they even fuck with that. To actually have this somehow turn into either John, little Superboy John, being there, I think that they're fucking with too much. If he does that, I think that it's really going to turn some people off, but we'll see. Again, I still trust trust Jeff Jeff Johns. I I do, but this, again, is probably my most disappointing issue I've ever read that he's done because I really was hoping that this was going to put a smile on my face and remind me of why I love DC Comics and to make me go forward with such glee that every other issue – Almost has a glint to it because I am so happy of where we're going forward. It didn't do that. And, again, if you're going to go with the whole deal, maybe this is what he's playing with too. You have the rebirth special. We're bringing back the hope. This is all hope, you know, legacy, all of this. You start out in the Watchmen universe, which is dark as dark can be. I mean, the, the planet, it, the world is going to be destroyed in three no. hours. So is that where he's showing you after you leave this? Into where you go into the DC universe, oh, Jen, where the hope is. It's darkest before the dawn. It is, but again, I, I, yeah, I want explanation because even the case where, when I read this and see what ended up happening to this universe, and then you get the idea that Doctor Manhattan, as far as we're led to believe so far, went into the DCU and ended up taking the hope away there. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. It, re- it really doesn't. But we'll see how it goes. Well, uh, that's the thing is,
0: that we don't know what our time no, we time don't. looks this, like. I know I'm know. saying, no, I'm saying, we are a year ahead. We know this going in into the DCU. We have no idea how long Asmodeus has been setting any of this stuff up yeah, to go. So a lot of this stuff has could already have been going on yeah. in the Watchmen universe, affecting the universe that we have. And yeah, now we're yeah, at the know. end time where we actually have to cross over and deal with it.
1: Yeah, but again, yeah. Oh, I'm saying even if, but why? were well, we're led to believe that when Pandora, you know, wanted to help Flash, no, change that after Flashpoint, <laughs> and then when they went in and this whole idea in the rebirth, they took more time away. They wanted to take away the hope. They wanted to take away this. They wanted to take away these strong bonds or whatever. It just never felt like Doctor Manhattan to me. No, it It really didn't. And going from this into that, it it still doesn't. So I want to see what's going on. But I I will let you now. What was your score, Eric, on the lovely review you did? A non-spoiler review.
0: It was hard to do non-spoilers, but I gave this issue a 7.8 out of 10. I love the art and Jeff Johns, in my mind, complete with the panel layout. You know, I'm sure that I don't know if that was him or not, or if the artist took control of the whole thing, but. It felt like The Watchmen. It had The Watchmen voices. And then I actually, I never wanted a sequel to The Watchmen, but I was happy with what we got here leading. Yes, it's seven years later, but in my mind, we got caught up with everything that's been going on, and I look forward to see what we get next because I need to know more about what's going on in the DC world because, my opinion, the, the DC part of this, the worst part of you tell me the Superman's never had a nightmare, you're just fucking throwing nonsense No, well, and, and really, all you're having is the DC
1: part that. is three pages. You know exactly. what I mean? It's three or four pages, which that's what kind of upset me, number one. But yeah, again. I'll go with my score being the fact that, yes, it's seven years later in the Watchmen universe. He catches you up with those seven years, and now if you get forward, I don't care what happened in those seven years. And really, if you go from this, we found out that there's a new Rorschach. We find out that Adrian has cancer. We know the world is after him. He's enemy number one. Uh, I could have gotten that. You know, a better, different not better, but a different way than a full, say, 38 pages that we got leading to and we that. Had to set up,
0: we had to set up the new crew. You know, we have Cosmodeus, yeah, we marionette,
1: we have the mime. We yeah, got this, this new Rorschach. Yeah, I'm telling you, that didn't, it didn't wow me or get me excited one bit. It actually bored me. I got this issue, the regular print copy, like I said, and it took me three days to finish reading this issue, and that is nothing that should be the first issue of a full-out event that, you know, again, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to lie, I was not looking forward to this all up until I got it in my hand. I actually am not, I read The Watchmen, I said at the beginning, I didn't need a continuation. I don't want these characters in the DCU. To me, that doesn't make that much sense, and I don't want to have to deal with that if we're going to go from this and now we have going forward a rorschach book or a you know a osmond deus i'm not interested in that i really am not uh, and again if you think that jeff johns is so great here you, you son of a bitch i'm not even saying it like that i'm saying you yeah. you love the way he's doing this unfortunately if that is what comes down the line well, Jeff Johnson's is going to be writing all those books. You're going to no, have our regular I, writers I don't want on those this. Books. So, yeah. I don't. No, I don't either. So I hope that what ends up happening is they come over and it ends up just fixing our universe, and then they kind of and go away to theirs. Exactly. Yes, I hope that that's what happens. So, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Again, you're setting up their world and how bad it was. Obviously, a setup for something coming down the line. But we'll see. Also, you get the idea when you're doing this is like. Okay, we, I I just, it's weird DC's, all their synergy that they have, because we have, you know, the big thing out right now is the Justice League movie, that's one thing, but... Having Metal, where you have another universe that's yeah, being crazy. destroyed and that they, they come through to take claim it as theirs and all this, and then you look where it looks like that's where we're heading with this, whether we do or not. Metal should be done. Turns out the Watchmen world is part of the dark multiverse yeah, it's about to be That's destroyed. what I'm saying. All of a sudden, you have the Batman O'Laugh Laugh shows up. Hey, I got a plan for you. I, oh, God, I, don't wish, to me. I just wish that Metal was done, taken care of. Then we go into this so that they don't. Yeah, having two you know, events
0: at the same time is odd.
1: And, and what they, yeah, and what they tried to do was the whole deal. Like, listen, it's not going to affect you because it's a year ahead. It's going to affect my just, reading. It's too much. It, it's yeah. too much going on at one time, and it, it, it threw me off a bit. But because of that, I do like the art. I thought that the nine panel deal, I'm starting to really get sick of it, but the art is really, really good. And yeah. like I said, the, the writing's great, and the whole, that Rorschach's dialogue, spot on it really is good and that but still at the end i was not having fun it didn't make me look forward to the next issue i'm just going to read it as it goes hopefully the next issue or the issue after that we have 12 issues hopefully there is something that grabs a hold of me. Maybe it will be when we fully get back into the yeah, DC. I,
0: I was having that. fun, and I'm fully on board now the Doomsday Clock. I'm telling you, I was like, like you, I always take a wait-and-see thing. Yeah. I don't like to get the hype train going before it needs to be because yeah. I hate being let down. So I went into this cold, and I had – even talking to you, I had a better time talking to you than yeah, I, I, you know, when I originally read it and did the review. But Because I, I noticed certain things from when you talk, and I'm looking yeah. at the page again now. I'm like, I have a good time. I can't yeah. wait for the next
1: issue. Yeah, I give it a six out of ten. I really—if this was one issue and done I, I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, okay, I read it. Uh, again, it just Jeff Johns is. If you really want to even go fully out with me, the first book I read, the first comic book that got me into this whole thing. Yes, I tell everybody all the time, Nightwing's my favorite character. I tell you all the time. Oh, you know, you have a Dancing Mike who says, oh, you're you're Scott Snyder's your boy. It was Aquaman number one. That's the first book I read in any comic really sitting down to decide I want to see what's going on. I want to get into this. I got Aquaman number one and read it and fell in love with that whole deal. And thinking – and at that point, I will even stress the whole idea at that point in my mind. Aquaman wasn't a joke to me. He never was. I always liked Aquaman, and it never was that whole deal because I wasn't in this whole – comic book culture where he was a joke it was just me reading things I see the super friends I always wanted to breathe underwater it was always something I wanted so I really liked it so reading that it wasn't even the fact of some people oh my god this legitimizes the character it was the writing and the humor and all the things going in that number one issue that it, it won me over and to this day that's what is going on with that so Jeff Johns actually is very special to me so I hate to not like an issue of his especially a big event like this. And Rebirth, I cried. I read that issue and actually cried more than once reading that. That's how crazy it was that I got that emotion. I got no emotions at all in this entire issue except almost boredom. And wanting to just get it done. And, then, you know, it became more of a chore because we have to talk about it on the podcast. And I hate to say that, but it's true. But that's it, Eric. That's the emergency podcast. Obviously, I told people this is going to be an advanced deal where we have it up on Patreon until Thursday when we release it as a regular spotlight. We'll yeah. end up having different bookends to this. We'll have a regular spotlight deal, which also means that we are going to have two well, as we always do, with double header spotlight on Thursday as well that's Patreon only. At this yeah. point, the craziest thing is that Etrigan demon book. That seems to be winning. I don't understand what this world's coming to, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But also for this version on the Patreon, we have a little special deal because I actually wanted to because I was afraid that I was going to sound like the worst person in the world, reading this and not liking it. It really it, it does. It upsets me that I don't like this because it is the the big thing right now at DC. So I wanted to have a couple, and even so, I'm saying this. You gave it a seven eight. You you're not yeah. you know over the moon on this and giving it a ten like some people. But I well, wanted I to talk. That. No, and I wanted to talk to some people. Not us. And to get a view on it, so uh, we're going to go off now, and we're going to have a couple people in a row. Part of the Get Fresh crew is what it is, uh, who I actually let them. I gave them the review copy because they would be reviewing it, and uh, they are going to give their pretty much quick impressions of it as well, just so you can hear some other voices about what they liked and didn't like. So we're going to go off to that right about now eric
2: hey everyone it's ryan and alan from the columbus comics corner here to give our initial thoughts on doomsday clock um alan take it away
3: overall i was so entertained by this this was so good um, i think the writing was very well it definitely felt like a natural progression from the actual watchman series uh they definitely found a way to kind of tie it into the dc side uh I got to catch up with some characters that I kind of wondered what happened to them. Got a couple answers here and there. Uh, the art was was very good. Uh, definitely had that classic Watchmen feel. Um, there was tons of surprises. There was quite a few very, very shocking surprises and possible turn of events for this series.
2: Cool, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I thought it captured uh, the, that Watchmen poetic vibe. Uh, I believed that we actually needed um so some sort of new god for to save the situation uh with you know how again it's essentially it's doomsday coming uh and, and they don't they don't beat around the bush with that um, i felt that the tension was there between uh certain characters and all felt real uh, i'll be interested to see how this all ties in with the dc and the Watchmen verse how they mold them together um, there's again there's enough to make me want to stick around to follow these characters there were plenty of twists Um, that I didn't see coming uh, that were shocking you know I was left confused by the end but and wanting more and I'm wondering at the same time how they're going to um, capture the that DC feel of a comic book versus a Watchmen feel and if this is going to be straight out um, straight up I should say just all-out Watchmen feel Uh, what else I even felt dirty at times laughing at some of the jokes uh, because of the overall tone and what kind? what more can I say about the art I thought it was um, very fitting and I a lot of detail, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um uh, but yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, go on to the next person, Jim. All right, so I
4: am Brandon. I'm here to give you guys my quick two minute thoughts on Doomsday Clock number one, just released by Jeff Johns and his buddy, Gary Frank. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed personally by the issue. Uh, I guess I have to refresh myself on um, The Watchmen overall, the comic itself. Seeing as how I've only watched the movie a couple couple times in the last... I don't know, a couple years or so, and I haven't really read the book, so I guess I need a refresher to fully enjoy what's going on here. When I reach the conclusion of the book, because I just personally am a little lost. I, like Jim, i am not a smart man and don't claim to be, so uh, some of the topics and things they discussed kind of sailed over my head. I do appreciate the artisticness to the art, and, and you know, it's classic comic book kind of layout and feel that it has. But overall, the contents of the issue kind of underwhelmed me a little bit and and didn't really grab me uh, like I anticipated a Jeff Johns issue would uh, to start things off really for this quote-unquote year-long event. Um, I have some faith that things will improve and, you know, will only go up from here. But so far after one issue, I'm feeling uh, like borrow level. Um, anticipation for everything coming forward, um, really from issue two on so far. Uh, So, you know, in my classic way of buy, borrow, or forget, Doomsday Clock number one is going to get a firm borrow from me. Um, I'd like to hear what everybody else has to say, and, and maybe, you know, some other opinions and people talking me into things will change my mind, but that's where I'm at right now. After one initial reading, and and I'm going to give it another look through here tonight and and see if my opinion changes any come release day on Wednesday. But uh, that's how I feel right now, and time to send this to Jim so he can include it in the bonus spotlight coming out. Later,
3: guys. Okay, um, I have just read it. My feelings about it are kind of mixed. Uh, I thought I'd give you some sort of initial uh, feedback, really, more than anything too considered. Uh, my thoughts will probably change on giving it a second reading. I thought, I thought the the majority of the comic was was okay. I I, I thought it was pretty solid storytelling. Uh, it is what I would call a quality comic in the sense that um, Gary Frank's artwork is superb. Um, there's obviously a lot of time and effort uh, and care been taken uh, with the plotting of it and with the writing of it. Or with one or two exceptions, which I'll get to in a minute. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 very engaging. Um, I thought uh, by far the strongest character is uh, is obviously Rorschach. He holds the the story together really well. Bookended on kind of either side of his narrative, his story uh, is the, the the kind of opening which is which is chaotic and confusing. Uh, I would like to know precisely what year it is that we're in because i'm not 100 sure you see the watchmen is set in the 70s isn't it or late late 70s is it like i can't remember now um it's it, it's it's not set at the time it was published i don't think so uh, th- there's a bit of a question mark about when it is. Uh, not that that really makes all that much difference, to be honest with you. There's there's also some stuff where kind of Johns is trying to be sort of political. I've got to be honest with you. I, I I I thought the I thought the opening uh, couple of pages of narration were were appalling. <laughs> they were just they were really bad. Uh, I I I just it's all too. Uh on the money, kind of referring to echo chambers, totalitarians, it's all very uh, portentous and and kind of lacking uh, in the kind of finesse and sort of poetry uh, that Alan Moore uh, has. And unfortunately, you know, when, when you are writing a story like this, that is who you are going to get compared to. And John's maybe many things, but Alan Moore, he isn't. So 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 that that opening couple of pages kind of jarred for me, but once we got into the story, uh, I, I I thought it, it really picked up. I I, I really like this uh, this mime character, uh, I and, and his wife the marionette. Uh, there's a couple of interesting characters there. I like the stuff with Ozymandias showing up at the end. Um, yeah, I I I, I enjoyed it, and and Gary Frank's art is is very very good. Um, he's uh. I think he's kind of consciously aping sort of Dave Gibbons at points as well, which is which is which is kind of nice. Not just in the in the panel layout, which obviously is is definitely sort of influenced by the original series, but also uh, in his facial expressions as well. I think I think there's definite sort of echoes of, of Gibbons's uh, character design in there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it certainly was enjoyable to read. I, I I did think when we got to sort of when we got to the DC Universe Earth, and you've got um, sort of Superman having this this nightmare, and it's the the implication is I guess that that something has gone horribly wrong in his past and what have you. Uh, that I thought, despite the fact that we're kind of meant to see it as this uh, big significant moment, and it and it's well written and it's beautifully drawn, I thought it lacked, it had nowhere near the impact. Of the stuff that was happening on the Watchmen world. So uh, I get the fact that obviously it's a it's a it's the first issue in a twelve part run, um, and you're not going to sort of plunge people straight into the action uh, right away. Uh, but I thought that was a is a bit of a kind of anticlimactic way uh, to end the issue. That said, uh, the issue as a whole I thought was was very enjoyable, um, but not perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, as, as first issues go, this is this is pretty pretty good. It's not stellar, it's not outstanding, it's not jaw dropping, but it's intriguing and it's interesting, and um, there are moments of fun, uh, albeit of a sort of dark, uh, slightly twisted variety. So yeah, uh, not a bad not a bad opening issue, and nothing not something anything that will blow you away, but it's a good solid start, and we'll we'll see how how uh how the team builds on it over the next few issues thank you very much
1: all right eric thank you ryan brandon and jeremy for their thoughts yes, on you. it as well and again this is one of those where you had three people and all three people actually four uh talking about you know what they liked and didn't like and it's all over the place i really do think that this is an issue where i think to me again you heard me say it uh you know all throughout that i just thought it was going to be it would feel bigger. And because I wasn't that into the Watchmen going into the DC Universe, having a what pretty much is the sequel of it uh, didn't feel big to me. It just felt like maybe they're trying to go to the well. But right. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm completely wrong. We'll see how so it goes. But you want to hear what we're going to talk about on the main podcast, Eric? You want to hear yes. it? You pumped Mom. up. You pumped what up. You got for me? Action Comics number 992. We got Batgirl number 17. We got Batman Beyond number 14, Eric. I heard Eric is not a fan of the art, but Jane says that you're out of your mind, Eric, on the site. Demon Hello is Earth number one is a Patreon exclusive, so if you want to hear that, go over to our Patreon account. We have Detective Comics 969, Eric. What tales they would tell? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. I know. You also have what we just heard, the Doomsday Clock number one. We have The Flash number 35. Oh, my goodness, the negative Flash, Eric. We also have Harley Quinn number 32, Hellblazer number 16, Justice League of America number 19, where there's some people who claim that uh, it's the best dialogue they've ever written. I don't think well, they've ever read insane. any dialogue. Uh, yeah. You have the Commodity Challenge number 11, which you'll hear me go on and on about. <laughs> nonsense eric i'm telling you that issue who wait the tales it would tell uh Nightwing the new order number four if you want to hear that that is a patreon exclusive so you can go over to the patreon account for that we also have suicide squad number 30 teen titans number 14 and wonder woman number 35 and also uh we will have the doom patrol uh suddenly just appeared uh for chris and for reggie and we have a couple other surprises. Jeremy says that he is going to do an audio review for Rough and Ready, even though he hates it and <laughs> he's completely confused about what they're trying to do. But he did All say, "All right, so he's on par
0: with us." We'll a also time.
1: have a Marvel Minute. We'll have uh, Verm- Josh Vermillion with Vermillion's Visions as well. So yeah, we have a lot uh, up ahead and i'm sure it's going to be another long one eric but yes that is the spotlight for the night uh it is thanksgiving as we record i hope everybody had a safe and happy thanksgiving those that celebrate that i know we have a lot of international listeners who say thanksgiving go shove it you american is what he said i agree yes uh i i didn't celebrate much i watched a lot of football uh, American football, Eric, if you will. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go and watch some more after this and eat some pumpkin pie.
0: I watched uh, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher and then some oh. Simpsons, and I might go do some
1: more of that. Oh, that sounds like fun. No, I not watched, the, I'm not going to rewatch the Punisher. I crazy. watched episode one of uh, Future Man is what I watched. Did you and enjoy it? I thought it was okay. I would give it a 7.8 for a pilot. Ooh. There was one thing, though, that actually upset me in it that I was going to talk to you about. Better
0: not be Ed Begley Jr. because he is no, a No, no,
1: no, no. And I actually really like the younger version of Ed Begley Jr., too. <laughs> that made me laugh. No, there was something that happened that they said that actually did not ring true to me. That I think they might have messed up something that was uh, uh, like uh, a video game thing. But th- it was nothing that ruined it. Uh, I did want to say that you never mentioned that the lead – in it was that kid that was in all those the movies, Thora, Hunger Games, also the Mysterious Island. The, you know that thing with the rock and yeah. the uh, other, yeah. That kid was I pretty I don't really big. know that kid all that much. Oh man, that guy, that kid's a big, big fucking actor. He he was big and he looks good still. He looks the same. So uh, I was that's gonna funny say, because
0: I actually just saw him in something else I watched after watching Future Man, and I have no idea what it is
1: anymore. Yeah, yeah, because he was in what was the. uh what was that movie before the one with The Rock? That mysterious island one was the uh, was the that was the one with The Rock.
0: It was the center to a uh, journey. To center the center of the earth. earth. Yes, yes, he was
1: in that one as well with uh, what's his name? Nick Nick Cage. Oh uh, yeah, that was Brendan. Why did I think it was Nick Cage? I don't know. What the hell? I am completely out of it tonight. But yeah, I also saw. Did you see the commercial for the new Netflix show? Uh, with Will Smith. Have you seen I did not, that? No, That looks pretty crazy, too. I, I did to get all excited
0: out. earlier today because I saw a, what I found out to be a fan made trailer for a Nightmare on Elm Street Netflix series, oh. and it looks really good, and I really, got really but excited. It's... But, like everything I see on the internet, I have to immediately look up and saw that it was
1: false. So, and you almost pulled the wrong turn. You I almost did. pulled the wrong turn and didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, I know that I have to go to sleep. <laughs> Because I don't know what's going on. I can't think straight. Now, I will tell you that, and this is where I was talking at the beginning when, you know, nothing is off limits, Eric. I will tell you that I did go to the doctor yesterday, and my blood pressure is through the roof. And because of that, because of that, I did have to, uh, on my my own volition, my doctor didn't even tell me, but I stopped taking my Adderall for now until I get that under wraps because that will increase my blood pressure when I take it. Uh, pretty much, it's an amphetamine, so it's going to cause some issues. So I figured to myself, listen, if, if it's this bad, I I got to go all natural and try to figure this shit out. So that's why I think I'm a bit jumbled tonight because of that. Because I, I'm telling you, I I'm probably only I I didn't take it, but I'm also probably going through withdrawal from probably. it. So I'm having some issues. God so people. Junkies. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Plus, I, I was taking heroin earlier, but that I don't, I do that all the time. I don't think that that's a problem.
0: Any part of it at all? No,
1: I don't have a problem at all. No No problem at all. But thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please check out our Patreon account and also come and listen to our main podcast. If you like what you hear here, uh, you may hear more about stuff like heroin, uh, and movies and stuff like that and possibly a little bit of comics. Right. Just a teeny, teeny bit. But what do we say at the end of the spotlight? Turn that spotlight off.
2: Oh, oh, there he goes. Oh,